Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. He's in. What a comeback. All right, guys, you are listening to the 28-3 podcast. I'm Corey. I'm here with Max and Nick. Uh, today we're talking uh, draft, one of our first few draft episodes. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how the Saints should go about their draft. Uh, do they trade up? Do they trade back? What positions are we looking for? You know, we've, we've all been talking a little bit about this. Max, what are you thinking about what the Saints should do here? Yeah, I think in terms of draft strategy – you know, the Saints will never do this. I think every year I say they should trade back and get a few more picks in the uh, the middle and late rounds since we've done such a great job of drafting in those rounds over the past few years. But every year the Saints, you know, they do the opposite. They uh, trade away picks from next year to move up to get a player in this year's draft. Obviously, the last couple of years it hasn't really worked out when you look at, you know, Marcus Davenport being the prime example. You know, that was a, uh, a huge whiff. You know, we can call him, pretty safe to say we can call him a draft bust at this point now that he's playing in Minnesota. But um, I'm always in favor of trading back, get us some more picks. Draft picks are like lottery tickets. Just give me some more scratches. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, you know, we, we talked, or there's been a lot of talk about, all right, last year trading up to get Olave and Penning meant that we shipped the Eagles who already, you know, had their embarrassment of riches in terms of personnel atop. Yeah, well, 10 here's the thing: pick. no one knew the Eagles were that stacked right. going into the year, so that's kind of it's impossible to really say that. So this we, year, I think people knew they were pretty stacked. I mean, were you picking them to be number one in the NFC by far? I think people were. Uh, they were definitely picked to win their division. Who was ahead of them? Maybe to win the division, but not, you know, to be the number one seed in the NFC. But who was ahead of them, like, definitively? The Packers were getting a lot of buzz last year. They kind of fell short, obviously. About, really? Yeah. After losing Adams? Was a- I, don't, I don't know. I think they were pretty highly touted. I think the only question mark was Jalen. Yeah. I mean, there was. A, I think it's a common theme in the NFL every year where people look to certain teams and there's obvious favorites and then the season – begins and then come week five or six people are changing their tune about different teams um you know but i think the question given how we traded up last year and then what impact that had on this year's draft class do we think that the now in hindsight the difference between pick 10 and pick 29 is as bad as we thought it was going to be when it first happened i think there's a lot of really good players this year in the first round or the first 35, 40 picks. Um, whether that's different than most years, I think it's a little bit more stacked this year for our needs especially. Being, in my opinion, tackle, tight end, running back, there's going to be a bunch of options late in the first round there. We'll, we'll have to choose between those. Yeah, I don't know. Are you ready to uh, go tackle and – Plan for the future with Ramchek's knees, or is that what you're thinking? No, I meant or? defensive tackle. I didn't mean offensive Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, defensive tackle, I mean, obviously, it's still a need, you know, given that, um, 
I think we only have three of them on the roster at this point, three or four. Right. You know, and um, one of them is that Prince Amali, Amelie, I don't even know how to say his name. So obviously you can't really count on him. But uh, Colin Saunders, you know, those guys, they're going to be good signings. But I think you do need another, you need another, you need a beast at tackle. We got to get somebody with some pedigree. My question, because that's been the popular choice from a lot of people is, all right, that's our biggest need. We So we therefore just use our top draft pick on that need. I mean, do we think we really get an impact defensive tackle at pick 29? Well, here's the thing. It depends on the style of tackle you're looking for. See, if you're looking for the big space-eating, run-stuffing guy, like, you know, think Norman Hand type, you know, from back in the day. Well, I'm trying to think. Who was the uh, – because oh, man. Who was that big brute we had on the uh, the Super Bowl team? Came from Detroit. Hargrave? No, no, Hargrave was small. Hargrave was, yeah, was more I think of he was a, that big. Uh, he was more of a three tackle. Oh, Hollis Thomas. Hollis Thomas was he was Hollis Thomas was a big one. There was the real big dude. I can't remember his damn name. It's killing me. Anyway, if you're looking for the real big space eating run stoppers, you can get those guys in like the second and third round because they don't usually offer as much in pass rush. But if you want a three tech, you know, think like a Leroy Glover type, you know, someone smaller. Yeah. You know, those are the ones that are usually at a premium in the first round. Well, because that's kind of my take on it you know i don't know that you're gonna get because when people think about first round defensive tackle and i think most saints fans when they're thinking we're gonna get a, bit, a defensive tackle he's gonna come in i just want to be awesome dude. max is talking about john jenkins what are you talking about? jenkins was another big one no i'm, I'm finding i'm finding right now um but i don't think unless we're picking in the top 10 or we're picking and maybe i'm proving my point earlier but <laughs> Or maybe even top five. Well, I think the answer to that you're is you're not going to get some. Sean Rogers. Okay, yeah, he's a big, uh, yeah, he's a that big, big monster. <laughs> that guy was fat. I think I'd rather just, in, in terms of defensive tackle, you know, I don't know that we're going to draft a first rounder that is going to be at least next year so much better than Colin Saunders or anybody else we've already got on the, on the roster or in free agency. And so it makes me think that what better complements our roster right now. A running back at 29, if he's there, a tight end at 29. I, I don't even – we haven't even talked about the tight ends in this draft. I, I don't know who, who – Tight I ends would, loaded. Who would I even want as tight end? Gosh, Gee, I, I don't, wonder I can't, who could it be? I can't that think. That guy that wears There zero. are like zero people I could think of. <laughs> but he's the third-rated tight end. <laughs> he should be number one. I'm biased. but On most boards, he's the third-best tight end. Yeah, no – there's – Possibly it's because three he had, tight ends that go in the first round this year. So yeah. that would put, you know, the third one right around 29. The biggest knock I've He seen could him. also make it to our second pick, though. You don't know that. He could. Absolutely. Oh, he, yeah, could. he could. Um, at the risk of turning this into a Darnell Washington podcast, um, I will say the, the biggest knock that people have had on him is that there's just He was not, the second best tight end on his team? Well, next to the best tight end in college football. Uh, but there's not enough. the best player in college football. Or that. I'll, hey, look, I'm not going to argue with that on Brock Bowers, uh, who we'll be talking about. I don't about even think Nick will argue with that. That's, next year's draft. Should have won the highest podcast. Yeah. But the thing is, Darnell doesn't have as much on tape because of Brock Bowers. But the thing is, like, should that alone be that much of a knock when the dude is six? So he's there six, and Myers seven. there. He's there and Myers there. You're taking right. him or you're taking Myers? I think Darnell's ceiling is so much higher than Myers that I got to go. I'll put it this way. Do you I want a weapon man. immediately or do you want a full, you know, 
a tight end that can do everything. The, yeah. the, the, game. the only problem with Myers versus Darnell, Meyer when Darnell's Mayer. had to Mayer, Meyer, Mayer, Mayer, Meyer, when Darnell has had to block, he, well, has, here's the he thing. has done it. Dar- Darnell is a well. third offensive tackle, right? If we're being honest. Some so people have even said maybe. So he do you projects... want another weapon for Carr? Do you want to? No, Dar- Darnell does project to be a weapon for Carr as well, because he does have. I don't know what the difference in their forty times. For his, for his size, he has speed. Right. And so my, my concern with Meyer is that, you know, Mayor, whatever it is, is that eventually, you know, people are going to catch up with him in terms of the people guarding him. I mean, like linebackers. Is he or is he Kelsey? Or is he's he Mayor could be a Kelsey, dude. He is awesome. So that's a tough decision if they're both there. He doesn't strike me as... Or do you wait? Maybe as, or do you wait and you think two tight ends won't be picked before you pick again? That's the thing. You could you could play the value position. aspect of it and get the best tight end at, at number forty. There is a high likelihood when we pick one of those three tight ends is still there. Yeah, agreed. Which bring? But you'd have to be okay with any of them. Well, well, Dalton Kincaid is. He's going to go sooner than he's even projected. I think. Yeah, but keep in mind, out of the three tight ends, he is by far the worst blocker. You yeah. know, his game is not blocking at all. Who's that? Kincaid? The other two, Mayer's a good. He's a really good all around guy. Right. Darnell, obviously, more of a, a blocker at this point, but Darnell's ceiling is is enormous. He's he's kind of a red. You're projecting zone. with him, though. You have you have to project with, even if it, if I, I think wasn't. He had 400 career yards at Georgia. Now, obviously, playing with Brock Bowers, but you're not drafting him on his college stats. You know, right. you're just not. Um, but when you've seen a select number of uh, red zone catches that he's had. When you see the certain catches he made, granted, it, when I see him it, jumping over people, it's against air. But some of the catches he made at the the combine. Um, what if one of them and Gibbs is there, or one of them? I want Gibbs. Gibbs know, is my guy. Or the tackle we want from Clemson. By all Breezy. mock drafts, we're all seeing if he's there and Bijan's there, or if like something crazy could happen where one of these guys is sitting there. I well, think, so that, that's where do you they go, take who, best available or do they stick to we need a tackle? Yeah. I, I hope you go best question. available. They you should. I, they usually do. Right. And in the in the Ireland era, which has been Except the when past they force few it, years, which is usually a trade up. They usually that's, yeah, when, that's when we strike out. It right. seems like they go best available, but they also go with that raw score that we've been seeing a lot. The RAS? Yeah. Is it RAS? RAS. Oh, yes. Relative Not athletic raw. score. Yeah. That one. There you go. Good prep. Good <laughs> prep. Like, like, oh, I'm sorry, you prepped for this? <laughs> no, but, you know. Um, well, it, it just takes a combination of, of pretty much any athletic measurable and kind of compresses well, well, here's it. Here's the biggest thing one. with the Saints. So what they do is they take, they do their uh, their average size at each position, and then they always, they're not picking somebody unless that person's exceptional that falls below that size range. That's why you always see them with these really big defensive ends. One panic pick was Ruiz. Yeah, yeah. And so he still occasionally looked... we just go But remember Ruiz is he's big and he was a beast. So he kind of fits that that rest. But it was profile. way early, just like Turner. It was early by all accounts. Well he's a cent he was a center and he still he should have been you rarely see centers in the first round unless they are absolute studs. So he's more of a second round pick anyway. Right. So yeah. they reach for him. They yeah. reach for yeah. him. They reach so but he a was couple awesome times they panicked on position is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. He he plays like a panic pick, to be honest. He was solid this year, man. <laughs> I know he did have better. Look, he years. was garbage the first. He was couple. on the field, which was helpful. Yeah, the rest well, of the funny, line he was, was the on. one that never got hurt, 
until he got hurt finally at the end of this year when he was playing well. When he yeah. sucked, no, he did. He that did dude was better. fucking Wolverine. Like right. anything that happened, he would regenerate in the middle of the game and come right back out the next play. Yeah, yeah. That the question. So you to, want him to take best available? I'm always best available, available. regardless. To me, get playmakers, man. And look, you play. What if best available is a offensive lineman? You still do it. If it's someone that's that far ahead of everybody else, I don't have a problem with it. Ramchak was that situation. But they wanted. They still wanted offensive line that draft. They wanted Ruben Foster with that pick. They did, and they got saved by the 49ers. Right, but still, OT was on their yeah it priority. Was. It was, but. So they Again. didn't have to like reach or, or go crazy. Right. They they just took the next best player on their board. That was definitely a best player pick. Mm-hmm. I love best player. That should uh, be the way. But it he is. also started day one, so it wasn't a luxury pick like it would be this year potentially if you took a tackle, say offensive. But he tackle. wasn't supposed to start day one, remember? Because Streif yeah. got uh, got banged up, and that was the only reason he got in. So, so the intention wasn't. What to else have was him. going on that year? Something else was going on. Was that the um. What was the year Peyton got pissed? No, that was the Ruiz year when he got pissed at, uh, at uh, him Warford. being overweight. Yeah, Warford being so overweight. So we pick a center and move him to guard. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Which was a catastrophe oh, the first couple. God, what an asshole. <laughs> well, it's like Zach Bond. You draft a you yeah, know, smaller, God. admittedly smaller pass rusher in college, and guy puts up a bunch of sacks. All of a sudden, we're going to move him to off-the-ball linebacker, and he's not going to ever rush the passer. Or play. Yeah, so hopefully he follows yeah. in the uh, Caden Ellis footsteps this year and actually does something after doing nothing for three years. Yeah, hopefully he's a if given the opportunity type of guy. I'm thinking of two yes or no questions. Uh, one of them is, the first one, do we have the luxury of drafting best player available? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, yes, you should always draft best player available. Do, but you should. But no, the but, roster is good enough, I think, to draft we, best available. Yeah, because yes. the question is, do we really not have – such a big need at one any you one can't you position. can't just draft for need because then don't force it because of need don't don't okay. elevate well, someone the, who's well, the best teams can draft a position the right. eagles are likely to draft a running back at 10 okay that is generally a bad move yeah as far as what the pick is worth they could do that this year because of how their roster is constructed this year. Okay. They're the one team that could take running right. uh, or the 49ers could yeah. draft whatever they want. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They, they're they're yeah. kind of set at every position. The Saints aren't obviously in that level of depth on the roster, but it's a roster that's pretty solid on every level. It isn't yeah. perfect. So, but I think you could make a case that if you got a contributing player at any part of the team that it would help the team. Because there's also, no giant hole other than defensive tackle. But to what you said, you're not solving defensive tackle at 29 most likely. It's what it's you know, to no, me but it, but one of those ones, positions. Our ones not. are fine. It's when you get to the twos and the threes. But they're that's just where we good. Well, but they're I, just good. I think of they're when not, I, when they're, I asked we the, don't have an impact player at tackle. Yeah. When I asked the best player no. available question, because I think of last year when like you like you said, Max, like this year our ones are fine. But last year when we, I think we had to draft a wide receiver. In oh, you back. had to. Last that's year. what I'm saying. Like had to. That's not the case this year, is what I'm saying. So it sounds like a the question is yes to best player available. And the other question, and it comes up literally every other year with the Saints, if not more. Yes or no? Do we actually stay at 29 in the first? I round? think they'll move up. I hope they don't move up. I hope they don't, but I think they will. What do you? It got? might. It might be the only like 21, 22. 
Yeah. You know, if someone okay. like if they move up, why and what's it for? What player is it for to move up ten spots? Because Loomis cov- he covets a guy and gets nervous. Right? Who's up. that player? Do you have a guess of where Loomis would be? Like I have to. Have I'm going to guess a defensive end, like Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Yeah. Someone who's projected in the early teens. And if he slips to like 20, 21, 22. So you're I saying. You, I think you see the Saints. Pull if the someone right slips. Yeah. If someone who is projected in like those top 15 picks or so. If someone makes it to 20, 21. I think the Saints move up. If it's you know, one of the guys they're looking at. Well, also, what if, if they traded multiple picks to go get Bijan at 19? I don't know if they covet Bijan that much. I'm just saying. That's given, an example. They I mean, supposedly you, like Bijan and Jameer. Gibbs a yeah. lot. Now, and there's no doubt that's still a position that is in flux at minimum with whatever AK. I'm going to say it. this. It would depend on what they traded. If I don't want anything to do with trading next year's first round pick, do not fucking do that. Right. It bit us in the ass this year because we could have the 10th pick and the 29th pick and yeah. really go make some magic. Do not trade the first round pick next year. That about, being said, I'm fine with any other pick from next year's draft getting used. Second. I'm fine with a second. And actually, hold on. Do we... We have the Broncos second. You would trade a one, the 29, and a two next year to move up 10 spots to get somebody. You could probably get up higher than 10 spots with a two. But depending on who it is, I'd be okay with it. Not by our past history, but... It depends on where you're going. To get from 29 to like 21, 22, it should be like a third and maybe like a fifth. Davenport, how many spots we moved up? Oh. 16? Yeah, but you went up to what, 14? 12, right? Wasn't he 12? What was Davenport picked? 12th? 13th? Somewhere in there. And up. we were 28? 28, I believe. So to move up 15 spots, I mean, it's a big jump. But we that's, gave a big, up, that's a bigger jump. But didn't we give up a one and like a three? What was it? Two ones, a three for the to move Something up the 16th like spot? Yeah. To get are you the, checking it? Something yeah. like that. That's the thing. You know, it, the, he was it, the 14th pick. 14, 14, yeah. So there's a premium to get into the top 15. But to get up to like 20, 21, it's not as much. You can do it for a third. Which is and, crazy because that's that was catastrophic. Yeah. That was awful. I mean, it, it's it's not quite up there with the Jonathan Sullivan trade, but... Ooh, Sullivan, that one hurt. Nice, nice Georgia boy there. Yeah, that... Uh, rumor has it he's he still eating hot out. dogs in the press box. <laughs> oh, that's just a rumor? Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like fact. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I look, if someone like a Van Ness or someone who's projected to go in the top 12 to 15 makes it to 21, 22, I'm fine going to get him. Hell, with Bijan's here at 21, 22, go get him. You would go get him? That's what I'm asking. Would I would. you go get him? Is he that big of a player? Like, who else? By, by all accounts, Bijan is in every team's top five players overall. Really? Yeah, that's what have, that's the word going around. He's in everyone's top five. I think that's what ends up causing the Loomis panic button situation when someone who's in their top five bubble falls down. You know, where other teams don't have that guy in that range. You know, like with Olave right, last year. Right. But you you can pretty safely say that Bijan is in pretty much everyone's top five. Yeah, I mean, they, they talk about him. They say he's a, he's a Saquon Barkley type. Barkley was the second pick in the draft. Or and a mistake. Way too high. A mistake. But do we think... Yeah, at number two, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but at number 19, 20, 21? One elite year, one great year, two injured years, one average year. 
out of number two pick who you paid top dollar the whole time. Agree. Number two, mistake. But in number 19, 2021, I'd do it. But not at 19, 2021. 19, 2021 with added picks to get there. Still? If you were giving up like a third and a fifth, yeah, do it. I would. So I'd use a first, third, and fifth for a running back. <laughs> yeah. Bijan? Absolutely. Seems pretty steep. It seems like a lot for a running back. I don't well, know. I mean, especially I, a team that, that's fine, but I mean, you're talking about I know, an elite I, running back. I know that Jamal Williams is our only viable option until Kamara right. comes back from his inevitable suspension, but that's why we're asking the question: Is but, it worth it to? I don't, I don't think, think it, it is. is. I think that's fine. I would absolutely <laughs> we're do. We're ganging it. up on Max here. <laughs> no, that's, that's, look, and that's fine. This is the hill I will die on. Saquon if Gibbs is, is there at 29. I sprint to the podium and take Jamal. The problem no. is Saquon is nice. an incredible player. But he still is not worth what it cost for him to get to get that. The injury aspect of running backs pick. across the board is too high well, also, to give up capital. I think. When you say that, and I'm not just picking on. Well, maybe I'm picking on you, Max. But the thing, I mean, the, McCaffrey, the, statement look at of, the numbers he's put up from his draft slot, it, first rounder, two two full injured years where he was basically unavailable for half the season. Well, whether we're talking about Bijan or Gibbs, when we say somebody is a blank type of player, you know, we say if you said Bijan's a Saquon type of player. Is he Saquon? He's, or is he Saquon light? Let's say he matches Saquon. Are we still okay if he, draft, look, using three I think picks he's a better together? Pro than Saquon if, once we get a couple years into ooh, it. He's not a better talent. That's a big statement. Not He's as good of a talent as Saquon. Coming out, you Damn. think he's as good a talent yeah. as Saquon? If, Dude, Bijan's incredible. You forget the hype of Saquon. Though, Saquon was like Saquon's Superman was coming crazy. out of college. That's well, fine, but you're going to be able to get Bijan way lower than you could get Saquon, which means he's probably well, yeah. going to go to a better team, not a team picking second in the draft. But none of that should matter. None of that should matter. It should just be the player. Well, he, he but the reality good. is it does matter. It doesn't matter the position. It does Just because matter you're a better you team, to. you'll spend more to get a running back? At, what I if, mean, yeah, what if you have, like, okay, so everyone let's look. is picking, like, the top two offensive tackle is available. Let's look at this. How many of the top 10 running backs in the league were first-round picks? Or let's just say top 20 picks. How many? Well, who? Who's the top 10? Chubb. He was first-round. Second? second? No, his, his buddy was first-round pick. Sony was the first-round pick. Yeah. Wasn't Chubb a second-round pick? Kamara, if he's still in the top 10. You should notice, Corey. Uh, Derrick Henry. Well, Chubb's a first-rounder. Cook. Yeah. Dalvin. Oh, yeah. Um, none of these are top 20 picks. Yeah, but... So is it worth using multiple picks when there's that much success? Yeah, I mean, Chubb was picked 35. For Bijan... Second you, round, right? Chubb, so Chubb yeah, was, third, was the rounders. third yeah. pick of the second round. Yeah. yeah Still, that's not a top 20 if pick. If he's in the 20s, I'm not advocating going up to the top 15, top... I can agree with you if we sit tight and he falls to 29. I don't know about I'm saying if he gets to 20, picks. 21, 22, and it only costs about a third, which is what it supposedly costs on the uh, trade chart. That's a lot for a running back. It's not a it's not a knock on him at all. It's just a lot for a no, running back. I hear back. you. But, I mean, that's also been your draft philosophy for years, is that you yeah. never wanted a running back in the first round. No. But I because will gladly give up a third rounder to move up six, seven spots to go get Bijan if he's there in the, in the uh, early 20s. Okay. Standing Pat at 29, give me Jameer Gibbs if he's there. But over Bijan? What's that? Over Bijan if they're both there? Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> I just feel like we could do better with like a 
You say that edge, and look at our first round edge, pitch from the last couple of years. But like a real edge rusher, not a Davenport, not a Peyton Turner, like someone who weighs less. I'll than tell you once falls Nolan. If he fell to us, that would be like the greatest thing ever. Nolan Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm trying not to talk about Georgia players because of my bias, but he's how are they going to use him? The guy's 230 third something down. pounds. Third down. That's what we need. Put, they have not shown they can do that. Yeah, with any of these guys. Put. Uh, I think Peyton Knowles in year five finally figured it out, and he's I guess the closest comp to Nolan Smith size wise. But uh, but Nolan's got a bigger frame where he could get bigger. You don't think? The only problem is Dude, that no, his production's not there. I think if I think if Nolan gets bigger, his his you think he gets yeah, much much bigger, go down. I think he's he's at his optimal. He's at the, size he's the biggest right he's getting. But he's right. almost yeah. two, he's like two forty, isn't he? He's like two thirty eight. I think two forty two thirty five. Having so I did obviously watch him every year he was healthy last year anyway. So I can I can actually do somewhat of the amateur scout on Nolan. I do think in the pros he projects as one of those guys who is a a Sam linebacker. Mm-hmm. Agreed. In a defense that runs three on almost every down. It's a three. He fits a three four. He's but a prototypical well, three four. He fits linebacker. a three four, or he even fits a four three when it's truly a four three. I mean, we're running a four three hybrid where yeah, our base is technically a four three, but like we talked about last episode. We're on the field with two linebackers and so often. Three safeties. That we only roll with two linebackers ever. That's what I mean. Like so, Nolan is a guy that's going to get wasted uh, if he's because he, he's not going to be your hand in the dirt defensive end every time. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I just think if you ran schemes for him to get to the passer, that guy's. I, I just don't think he's that talent to do that way. If you had Micah Parsons, yeah. The thing is, he would cost too much to be a purely situational player. I think he might project as like kind of like we talked about with Vilma. So you wouldn't take Vilma him at twenty nine? Well, no. Uh, wait, at twenty nine? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would trade up to get Nolan, but I think it, if, if he's, he's there at twenty nine, depending on who else is there, I would think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I can probably find somebody I'd much rather. Than I mean, him. to me, he's like. Um, but he's your he's per- like a Hassan Reddick type of potential player. Similar minus, minus the sacks in college, that dude doesn't yeah. get. If your team, no sacks. if your team already runs a three-four, or your team already runs a defense that keeps three linebackers on the field a majority of the time, then, then there's nothing. There's nothing to worry about with him. Right. But as far as the Dennis Allen defense is concerned, he's one of those guys who you would hope to pick up in your four or five of, it, of his career, or maybe he gets picked by a trash team. Uh, who goes through a defensive coordinator change? Basically, Hassan Reddick. Year like three, you said. yeah, right. And <laughs> he did nothing for three years, and then and so then you pick, exploded. You, you pick yeah. him up for like a fifth round pick in year four or five. And I do then, agree. You have to work around his skill set, but I don't know. That might be a, a cool piece well, to have on that defense. Dude, he's here, small, and he does not produce. He's small for an NFL defensive end. But here's the other thing: with he's him. not a defensive he, end. He's not a defensive end, or quote unquote edge. You know, this new position. He's a linebacker. He's a linebacker up. edge rusher as well. Right. He, he, yeah. Corey said it best at the beginning. He said he's just prototypical Sam. Sam linebacker. Yeah. He's strong side. That's it. The guy yeah. is not lining up with his hand in the dirt because you're going to run all over him. Now, I will say this. Every down. Given but this, on obvious passing downs, do the, you think he doesn't have the skill set to be that role for us? Because we don't have that. If yeah, we're being honest, we don't have a guy that scares you on the edge. You nervous about jo- Cam and and Peyton rushing the passer on third down? Really? I, I, I don't know if I'd be nervous about him. I don't well, see it. If you're the big clunking tackle, which I think our division seems to have a lot of these days, he's getting around you. I mean, he can just Man, get under get their hands on him. He's done. I think he's more athletic than you think. No, he, oh, he's like, extremely he, athletic, but he has no size. He can get 
he can get blown up in a run on a run block where the offensive lineman knows exactly where the offensive lineman's going and he's still trying to figure out is it a run or a pass he's going to get popped but on a passing down where he knows i don't care what you're doing offensive lineman i'm getting around you or under yep. you or past you he'll he will do that the question is did they throw a runner did they throw a pass or do a run right. <laughs> i think you have to put you know? him in the right spots right and that's but if he was there at 29 do you potentially get a guy who can impact a game at 29? Yeah, absolutely. Where, where's he projected? Teen, late teens? In the teens. Yeah, he's in the teens right now. But I'll tell you, though, there's going to be – he's not a fit he could, for many teams, yeah, or he, he could, could fall. He could be one of those guys that and that's falls what that was unexpected. If you just make some sort – you just See, but your, down your, the... your argument for him is my same argument for Gibbs, in that Gibbs isn't going to be that every-down guy, but you, you expect like the big plays you know, out of him, and it's the same thing with Nolan Smith. You're not getting, you know, first and second down plays out of it. No. You're getting strictly third down. You're counting we're okay there on first and second down and right, that you can right. put a scheme together for him on so the any, downs. Like, that, to, so to me, he is the defensive counterpart to Gibbs. To where, sure. you know, they're both playmakers in theory in uh, what they should translate to, the, to in the NFL. You know, it's just a matter of, like to me, I'd rather Gibbs because I would car you know, and uh, Kamara being out for, we're speculating, obviously. But but we can agree, games. if you can get some sort of pass rush that guy, there's a much more valuable position than potentially now, a third down running back. Right. I, I think for first round, first we're round we're talking. Yeah. Im- impact, because we've seen Ireland. Well, and you're going to get an impact out of Gibbs in the first round. You, you can know that. I don't know. You haven't watched much Gibbs, have you? You know, well, one of I, these guys is going to be there. There's for sure. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. The NFL has seen. He's not the first fast guy to come into the NFL. He's not the first no, fast not. guy that can his catch skill set is great for what we do. I agree but I mean, with that. The other thing with Gibbs is he's as good of a receiver as he is a running back, which it, means he's a weapon. Put him in the slot like we used to do with Kamara. Well, you have him and Kamara in the field. Who the hell is going to guard that? And then you can sledge him. Well, they might not have hammer to, people with. Uh, with uh, Jamal. We're going wishbone? <laughs> that would be fun, man. No, but I mean, no, honestly, look, funny. like Nolan Smith, I, I don't personally, I wouldn't want to pick him. He's not my my guy. I like the guy out of uh We're saying if he fell to 29. You're saying no. I'm saying no. Dep- uh-huh. Depending on, okay, look, if everybody else is gone, if there's no mayor. Meaning, meaning the draft goes as it's projected. He's still there. He's the outlier. He's the one who shouldn't be there that's there. You're not drafting him at 29. Depends on who else is there, man. I'm saying it goes as like on schedule. The top 25 are all gone. The only one to make it out that is like definitive top 25 players is Nolan Smith. You're not drafting Nolan Smith? You're that I'll against I'll be honest him? with you, probably not. I would draft him. I would draft him at 29. I would too, in a second. I wouldn't. I'd run up there. If that, I'll, I'll take a chance on one, like the guy from Northwestern, the one whose name nobody can say. Yeah, they told me why. I don't but, know how to say his last name. What's his cost? He's DT or D D end. He's good. And he ran a four four nine at two hundred and eighty two pounds. The guy can play defensive end and defensive tackle and he punished people. The only at the problem with that is that and he was good. He played well in college too. More production than Nolan Smith, by far, if we're being honest. Is, does that run the risk of him just being another Peyton Turner or Marcus Davenport? Because those guys are all two seventy plus. They're 
great 40 times, great agility. Yeah, here's the I difference. Mean, they all had the zero production in college. What was it? I, I don't know his but production. Does that That's matter when he played like for how Northwestern? Do we care what his Northwestern production? UTSA where Davenport came well, from. No one's, making, no one's arguing with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's debatable. Davenport and Turner did not put up. Well, like, what kind of stats did he put up? I don't. I know who he is. I don't know any of his college. I'm just. Here's the thing. Maybe it's just a a a crawl that I have with the way the Saints have been drafting. I don't want another purported defensive end or NASCAR defensive tackle that looks or reminds me anything of Davenport or Peyton Turner. I mean, if you tell me the guy's 280 and fast, we don't, don't really draft know him. what Peyton Turner looks like yet. Yeah, we really <laughs> yeah. we've I never forget, seen him. <laughs> forget what he does look like, but you know, like I think the discussion about Nolan Smith is interesting because not just because it's Nolan Smith, but because there's so many other guys like him, and you're seeing more and more of that type of player come into the league because they're being utilized so much more in the college game. You know, your your smaller defensive ends or your quote unquote edge rusher linebacker types you know it begs the question do do we need to start fitting in guys like that do we need to start trying to find a place for guys like that on the field because what it's not working with peyton turner well you also wasn't realize, it didn't work saints, with Davenport. the saints have their work. profile of players that you know size wise for we defensive need, end we need to change that they're not going to <laughs> with dennis allen as a coach well then they're we're gonna going to. we're gonna continue to bust out to be fair though there was always someone opposite Cam that even Davenport was the pass rushing counterpart to him, even though he never got to the quarterback. He goes with the, the he was the at, disruptor that the hateable uh, asterisk. Trey of. Hendrickson was the was the mm-hmm. pass rusher opposite Cam Jordan. We had that type of you know someone who was more focused just on pass rush. Well, you think, I think Trey Hendrickson is a good example of a guy who of a mistake by. Loomis, yeah, it's a pretty. <laughs> but he pretty didn't fit mistake. all the measurables. He wasn't that guy that completely blew it away at the um, combine. Trey Henderson's he had two hundred and seventy plus pounds, dude. He fits the measurables. But he wasn't the guy that they ran thought that. he was too slow. Right, he right. didn't. He didn't there's, there's a reason he was a third round. I said measurables. Right. I mean, like he didn't blaze. But he fit their profile size wise, and he was fast enough. He did run a good speed uh, forty time. And to be fair, he's not bad against the run. He's actually right. he's actually Trey Henderson fits. Trey Henderson fits the dynamic. He just happened to be an elite pass team. rusher that they didn't see coming. Is yeah. what happened. Yeah. And he turned. He became an elite pass rusher. Yeah. But um, he fits the size, the height, weight, speed profile. He does same. fit the Dennis Allen. Yeah. And I agree. I agree with that. Like the bigger. Yeah. But he just ended up being this elite right. pass rusher. He turned him into three he turned years himself in. into it, right? Because um, he wasn't that his first year or two. And he and I talked about it all the time. We're like, Henderson's good, man. It's a matter of time before. Yeah, he all we kept out. saying is that dude's in the backfield all the time. If he ever yeah. gets that one yeah. last step, it's he's, gonna be. He's always there. And then he did when it was pay year, and we decide not to pay it and roll with Davenport. Unfortunately, like look at the Saints' defensive ends. You got uh, Carl Granderson. I think is about. 6'5", and he's about 275, 280 now. He came out, he's about 261, he's bulked up. You know, any article you read about him, they say he's around 280 now. Cam, hell, Cam's the smallest one. Cam's a big dude. He's like 6'4", about 280. Remember Cam talking? He's 280 all day. But look at the other guys. (laughs) Uh, Tano Passigno, he's like, what, 6'7"? He's a giant. Yeah, he's He's a giant. giant. He weighs like 280. Yeah. Granderson's bigger now. So why well, not get one of these guys? Well, I don't they, they just, look, we love those players. They're just not going to do it. It's not their thing. The Saints don't like the small, faster guys. They just don't. 
They've, they've yeah. shown they don't know how to use him. It took a year five breakout from Caden Ellis. Well, they, they also, they, what, they a couple of years walk. ago, <laughs> put DeMario in that role, rushing off the edge, yeah. and had incredible impact that year. Now, yeah. they didn't do it a whole lot, but I, I don't know. I think it works in our defensive scheme. We just don't use it enough. I think it can, too. I just They just they don't use it. They just don't like it. They favor the bigger guys. For whatever reason, look, and we can argue to we're blue whether it's right or wrong, but that is their profile, their philosophy on that position. I don't agree with it. I don't think you agree with it. I agree with it to the extent that you also have the other piece of the equation, yeah. which is a guy who's just going to go get the fucking quarterback because it's too important now. Yeah. Look, we'll have this discussion next year with Harold Perkins where yeah. we're going to be like, Pick Harold Perkins. Number one pick in the draft. And Should guess be. what? He won't be because no. you know how big Just he is. Just like Parsons. Because he doesn't. 6'1", 229. Yeah. And guess what? He will murder any offensive I, I, tackle I agree, in the league. Just there's Parsons a, is much bigger. Agreed. But there are just certain guys. Who have it, yeah. There's a break point like, How big was Vaughn Miller coming kills. out? I mean. Yeah. 245, 250? If that. If, six, 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 245. You yeah. just can't block Wait, what did you that say? dude. How big? Six? No. You don't Von, think he's six? Von Miller? Six what? Six four? Six one? Six three? Yeah, he's six, six three. three. I thought he was shorter. But but you just watch him, and the athleticism is so great that it doesn't matter what you put in front of those guys. Yeah. Now well, you can beat them with the run. That's true. But yeah. well, technically speaking, Miller got, six three two fifty. Now he was two forty something coming out. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a small guy, but you just saw the difference uh, in him and how the body lean was just different than other. Harold Perkins is oh, that Perkins all day long. It. Perkins has all day, it. all day. Yeah, you can't just like when they say uh, uh, like with Breeze, you know, there's no defense for the perfect pass. Parsons six three two forty eight. Yeah, yeah. In terms of a pass rusher, that's what we're talking. There's, about. there's no def- just no, like I agree just with like you, there's but no defense. I don't think. Hey, Nolan Smith isn't that guy. Maybe yeah. not, but he has. He has crazy traits. athleticism. He hasn't proven it. I We've agree with seen you it time and time again. There's a certain skill that a defensive end edge rusher has. If they have that, the bend, bend, the bend yeah. mixed with quickness, they just get no, under people, and no, you can't the, do anything about it. The best offensive tackles can't do anything about it. So if you, find I'm just telling guy, you, I have not seen it out of Smith. That's fair. That to say you haven't seen it, to say he doesn't have it, I think maybe jumping the gun yeah. a little bit. He has it. It's just that he has been off the field right. for a while. He's been hurt. Right. He didn't get the opportunity to prove it against the absolute best at the end of the season. In the Ohio State, you know, he LSU. hasn't proved it during the season. He's uh, he's His proved stats it. Are pedestrian, when, man. Well, he was hurt for half the season. When he went out, he was pretty. He was. He was I think the athleticism was pretty off the charts. But also with, with Georgia's defense, they, I mean, we're going off had, of his combine performance. It's why the only reason he's up as high as he was. Sure, that's fair. But also, also him pick. coming into Georgia, he was highly. Oh, he was a five star. Yeah. Like yeah. he was seen he was, as an elite talent he was for a long time. He is an elite talent, but he hasn't. It hasn't translated yet. He was a second-round pick, man, going into the combine. Then he ran a four-three-eight. You're right. All of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh, he's top 15. I still. But think we're not talking gonna, top fifteen. We're talking twenty-nine. I think he's going to drop. I mean, there's a good chance he's there because he doesn't fit everyone's defense. Yeah. At twenty-nine, I don't think. I think it's. I think you take a chance on somebody like that who could, if he could stay on the field, could change third down for us. I think it's pretty safe to say that we are going to have at least what we perceive to be as Saints fans, <laughs> not the GM or whatever. We're going to think what we, there's going to be options. There is year, what we believe sure. to be a tough decision at 29. Well, let's um, talk about that next know. episode, which 
if if there's options there at every position, which position do we prioritize as the most important? And who do we hope of those positions maybe falls 10 spots to us for us to take? Who's All things goal? being equal, I think pass rusher is probably the would be the ideal to have the best player be a pass rusher. That would, yeah. I'm still not against an offensive lineman. I'm, I am not against an offensive because guard. Because this is Pete's well, last Pete, year. It's Pete's last year. And do you want to give Ruiz and a you big distinction? And you got to sign Ruiz, right? Yeah, and no, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Give me that big, that big bastard from uh, Florida, Osiris Torrance. Yeah, transfer from ULL. I'll sign Ruiz for fair value. I won't sign him for a, for top. No, yeah. and, and I'd I bring think, it back. It's just got to be reasonable. Yeah, and I think Pete has kind of bucked our trend on the business model there in terms of not. Well, he's done after this year. Right. Well, and the only problem with Pete but the last contract he got, everyone was, was absurd. Like, Wait, we're we're doing that? <laughs> we're At really the time, going it was back, the top paid in? guard in the league, correct? Right. By guaranteed money, it was the biggest contract. Uh, that may be incorrect, but it was way up towards the top. We top just assume we were letting Pete walk because of all the draft picks and who else was out there as free agents. And lo and behold, it's oh, well, this thing's are re-signing him, and we're yeah. a year away from having a Pete-sized hole at guard. If right, it, the thing on Pete. Which in the, terms the of memes are pass, hilarious. Pass the jokes blocking are hilarious. is fun. Pete's, Pete, Pete's a good player. Pete's a good player. He's not a great player, but he is a good player. He's a good player that we paid too much money to. Yeah, and that's why everyone has a problem with it right. because he got a bigger contract than you know he what? probably should have gotten. He's and a if, good player, though. If I'm making an argument for Pete, my hope is you know we talked about Derek Carr in the first episode. You know, let's, let's talk about Derek Carr, and uh, he gets the ball out faster, so that should help Pete. You know, Pete looked the best when he had a QB that could get the ball out quick. You know, when he had Jameis, when he had He's an unreal run blocker, too. I'm yeah. Look, so, when he gets out on a screen, like, he's yeah. mauling people. When the QB's he's taking fast, a five to seven step drop and is still scanning the field, I mean, that's pretty tough for any offensive lineman, and especially with Pete's, you know, lack Yeah, but here's of, the thing. We don't have to really worry about Pete because Pete's gone next year unless something drastic happens unless he resigns for he your, took for a pay cut lower. this right. year but got that last year of his contract voided. but theoretically he could sign a new deal at a much more affordable rate still well if yeah so if you're drafting step. a guard the first round you're drafting it for the future beyond pete but let's be honest you're drafting it probably for about eight games where you i'm don't against have, offensive line you don't have pete for uh injury i mean he's so injury prone it's not the exciting pick and I won't be happy. To I don't think up, we but... should be planning for next year right now with the roster. I agree with that. We talked about that. that. Yeah. We need to pick something that can help us right away. I want to get playmakers. So flood Derek Carr with weapons. So there are no excuses for him not succeeding. I think I'm fine. I think we can all agree on that one. So, I mean, I think the consensus is, do we want to wrap it up? Do we, do we want the Saints to stay where they are? Or do we want them to draft up? If the right guy's there. I want to either stay at 29 or trade back a few picks. Hopefully somebody wants to move into the first round and get a quarterback and get that fifth-year option. In which case, trade back, pick up a second or a third. I honestly don't – I don't think Loomis has ever traded a first-round He doesn't trade. Back. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm just – you asked me what would I do. I said I would like to see okay. the Saints trade back. Gotcha. They're not going to do that. I want to see us trade up into the 15s to get that guy we really want. Who's but that guy? I don't. I have no clue because every Pause, year they do that. Next year's first to move up to the fifteen. Not, not. I don't want to trade up next year's first. Well, to get a, to get in the top fifteen, you're. Probably I think that's probably what it costs. 
I think we could package a nice little concoction of this year's and next year's second end up. Well, the precedent today over the Davenport trade. You went from yeah, unfortunately, to we have literally shot ourselves in the foot with that. So, so other, you want to go from a, a spot back at 29 to go up to I think 14. it costs you next year's one. It's going to cost you next year's one. Or minimum this year's well, I mean, two like, and next year's maybe two. Maybe not. Minimum. We have to keep this year's two. But, I say teens, but I that's what it's like, going to cost if you want to do that. Yeah, not 15, it's going to cost a but it, Kind of like we were talking about earlier, if there's a guy 20, but like 19, 18 teens, that would be... To get know. from 29 to about 21, 20, 21, 22, you're talking a third most on the chart. I'm going to stay I like, 29 and see what falls to me because I truly believe there is a player that we want and have ranked in the top 20 that is going to fall to 29. See, this is perfect. So let's roll into the next episode. We're going to explore this further. We got one person for staying put, one yep. person for trading back. I want to be aggressive. One person for trading up. Yep. And so we'll get into that on the next episode. So thanks for joining us on another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. Till next time. What a comeback!